Hi, welcome to another episode of my podcast, Get Off My Lawn. Once again, I'm your host, Eric Buckner, and in today's episode, we will discuss the $600 question. In other words, we'll talk about the $600 of unemployment benefits that has been given to people and what happens when it runs out here at the end of next week. Is it too much? Is it worth it? Is it not enough? Should it just kill the whole thing? We'll discuss several of these and a few other things related. Now, as you know, it all started because of the pandemic. A pandemic that is still very much going on here in the United States. Keep in mind, just yesterday, there were over 70,000 confirmed cases of the virus here in America. That's the most of any day period. So, the $600, as we know, was allotted to people because many people ended up being out of work due to the pandemic and their job shutting down. Now, of course, we know that the leader, as I like to call him, has pushed for us to open back up the economy and open it back up as fully as we can so that most of these people that's off unemployment can get off unemployment and then get back to work so that when it's time to show his constituents that he's in charge and he's doing things he can say yes the economy and i did that and i put people back to work and i fixed everything but let's be honest people it's not fixed it wasn't fixed then it's not fixed now it is very much very much an issue And depending on where you are, it's even more of an issue than not. Yes, Michigan has slowed down its efforts to fully go back to work here. It's wise because our numbers are going up. We went from a couple hundred cases, several hundred cases. So yeah, it showed that maybe we need to slow things down a bit. Other parts of the country are slowing down even much more so. Because our few hundred cases is nothing compared to the 13 and 15,000 cases that's been shown in Florida and California over the last few days. And yes, it's said that, okay, there have been less deaths. Okay, that is a good thing. I contribute that, of course, to the fact that we are getting better at treating these illnesses and catching them earlier before people get to the point of no return basically but that's not the key point here the key point is that we have been allotted this six hundred dollars a week because they understood that unemployment as it was presently structured in states would not be enough to take care of people's overall bills and income remember the last episode when we talked about what the average american is supposed to be bringing home that $50,000 amount. Remember that? Okay. Let's just say we left unemployment as is and didn't add the $600. What type of money would people be looking at? Well, I went to my friendly Google and looked it up. This is according to worldpopulationreview.com. Seeing that some of you have been asking where I've been getting some of my information, I'm going to try to uh, give you some of that info. Okay, according to this, it gives you the averages of each state 
as to what you get per week in unemployment. Now, if you're fortunate enough to live in a place like, say, Massachusetts, you get $742 a week in unemployment. Or Minnesota, where you get $683 a week in unemployment. Keep in mind, these totals, again, are not counting the $600 in question. $681 in Washington State. $677 in New Jersey. $587 in Ohio. $573. These are some of the leaders in unemployment payment benefits. And this does, of course, not even count the fact that because unemployment jumped off as it did, you know, every week for the last 17 weeks, there's been at least a million or more people file for unemployment every week. And these states are not equipped to deal with those amounts because you go from, like, say, here in Michigan, we went from 5,000 claims a week to well over four or 500,000. The system's not equipped to deal with that in a timely fashion. So, yes, there's people still waiting months later to even get the initial unemployment that they would get from the state, let alone the $600. But anyway, like I said, we can go down the list. You know, Hawaii is a nice place to live. They get $551 a week. Uh, let's look at some of the places that's being really hit hard by the COVID of late. The Texas, where it's $493 a week. Uh, California. $450 a week. New York, $430 a week. Keep in mind, these are some of the biggest states in the country. They're also some of the most expensive states to live in in the country. And these amounts are supposed to represent what you get per week to take care of all of your bills. Okay, here in the beautiful state of Michigan, we get $362. And keep in mind, I'm saying this are the maximum amounts that you can get as in the most they will give you per week and my people live in missouri they get 320 dollars a week and you go you go so on and so on keep in mind georgia where they're having a severe problem in terms of the virus right now they get merely 330 bucks a week and let's talk about arizona where they're saying they're almost out of hospital beds they get 240 dollars a week that's right, I said $240 a week. And of course, they are not the lowest. Mississippi's the lowest. You get $235 a week in unemployment payment per week. Now, if they would have left it as is, I want you to think about your bills for a minute. Could you survive on that per week? In some of these cases, it's like, wow, that's less than $10 an hour if you figure it out. It is. I mean, think about it. $240 a week? 40 hours? I figured out to what, about six bucks? Not so good, huh? And yes, I do understand that unemployment payments are not based on a full amount of a worker's pay. It's a partial amount, like 80 or 85% perhaps. But that being said, if what you're getting paid is not enough, to pay your bills on a regular basis, what makes you think a lesser amount of that would be able to? So yes, the government and their infinite wisdom understood that and added the information of the $600 a week to help subsidize people in terms of the pandemic because you can't just open things back up automatically. Everything was shut down. 
And there's a reason why it's shut down, because the virus is still out here. So, of course, you got to do something to help people get through tough times. Now, of course, the problem is that people are looking at the 600 with the addition of whatever you get from your state unemployment. And they're saying, OK, if I'm making, let's go back to Massachusetts again, some 1300 some dollars a week in unemployment benefits. Why do I need to go back to work? In fact, let's just say I'm a McDonald's worker in Boston making whatever I make. I'm sure it's not nothing equal to $1,342 a week. And of course, these amounts don't count the taxes. I get that. But even still, let's say $1,200 a week. So let's see. I should go back to McDonald's and make whatever I'm making. Or I should make this $1,200 and sit on my butt. Yeah. For some people, it's a no-brainer. I'm going to ride this to the wheels fall off. I get that. It makes sense. Why go work in an environment where you're going to be unsafe when you can sit at home and make money? And actually more money than you would make working at your job or your two jobs in some people's cases. So, yeah, I get the argument that, okay, people are getting over on the system because they're making more money now sitting on their butt than they would at work. Did it ever occur to you maybe we need to work on the system a little bit? And what do you mean by that, Mr. Buckner? Work on the system. Well, let's consider what people make. Keep in mind, the vast majority of people that's working, they are working somewhat under that $50,000 threshold. Keep in mind, that's the average American. So that counts the CEOs that make five, six million into the average of the person that gets minimum wage. And what is minimum wage these days anyway? Let's go back to uh, some more statistics, shall we? I got this from minimumwage.com that basically gives you a list of all the states and what the average minimum wage is in each state. Okay, remember Massachusetts where you get all that good old unemployment money? Their minimum wage is twelve seventy-five an hour. That ain't bad, huh? You get $10 an hour in Minnesota and $13.50 in Washington, $11 an hour in New Jersey. You only get $8.70 in Ohio. You only get $7.25 in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is one of the top 10 largest states in America. And you actually get $7.25 an hour for, for minimum wage. Hawaii, you get $10 an hour. Texas. Texas, one of the largest states in America. You get $7.25 an hour for minimum wage. California, you get $13 an hour. Hell, New York, you get $11.80. Here in good old Michigan right now, you get a little bit under $10 an hour. Missouri. You get $9.45 an hour. Not bad. And Mississippi, you get $7.25 an hour. Yes, it is said that Mississippi is the cheapest state in America to live in. Granted, but $7.25 an hour minimum wage. That figures out to oh, about what a little bit under $300 a week. If you work 40 hours a week, that's not count taxes, people. And so you're supposed to take that and pay your bills during a pandemic? 
and you got what type of bills? Let's think about that for a minute. I'm sure most of people's biggest bills involve where they stay at, the rent. Let's look at that for a second, shall we? I went to Experian.com to get these information. It also tells you what the average credit score for each state is. You might find that interesting if you like statistics like that. But it also talks about the average rent for a person in each state. Yeah, California. Beautiful California. Big old state. Over 30 plus million people live there. Average rent in California is $2,542 a month, according to Spearing.com. So, let's see. We're talking about that $600, right? $600 a week times four is $2,400. That's not even enough to pay the average person's rent in California, okay? Uh, Washington, D.C., where, interestingly enough, the most you get an hour minimum wage is $15 an hour. In Washington DC but their rent is $2,358 a month on average so again let's talk about that $600 again $2,400 the rents $2,358 on average uh, money gone money gone people now granted this is average some people stay in places that's less or what have you but it's pretty much a good measuring stick as to what's really going on from state to state. That's the problem that people are not understanding. The cost of living is different from state to state. Some states have more state income tax. Some states have no income tax. Some states have a whole bunch of extra fees and whatnot. You know, tolls for uh, the highways and what have you. Some states have higher gas than others. All these things play a factor, okay? If you break down the $600 a week for what it is, it equals 40-hour work week of $15 an hour, okay? Keep in mind, you're taking taxes out of these other things unless you opt to not get the taxes taken out. And in the end, you might as well because they're going to tax you for it anyway, right? If you look at it from that standpoint, you have to consider, okay, you see what the amounts are for the states. You see what the 600 does to boost that. Yes, for basic person A that's barely working, has a, a piece of a job, it's a big come up to get that extra money. I understand that. And it's not for us to say that they're not spending it wisely or what have you. I very much doubt that anybody sat here this whole time and figured one, this was going to last this long. Or two, said, okay, let me make sure I spend every last penny on just the essentials. On just the bills. Let's not get any extra things to deal with being home for months at a time. Let's not get an extra TV or radio or video games and all that. Now, we've been to the stores. You know that's not the case at all. It's the reason why during this pandemic... Amazon is probably going to make the most money they ever made in any year, by far. And the Walmarts and the Krogers of the world. So let's talk about the other half of that equation when we come back after this. Okay, we're back. And we're talking about the $600 question. In other words, the $600 that 
the government has funded us for unemployment to go with states unemployment benefits is it beneficial do we need it still should they renew it okay let's take this and break this down you getting this money plus the state money the bills you have to pay and a basic household, I think, consists of rent, a phone bill, perhaps cable bill, light bill, gas bill. Those are those bills. Of course, those bills are probably higher because if you're home all day, your usage for those things are more so than normal. I'm sure you're on your phone a lot. Of course, you're going to have the heat or the air going and... And it's going a lot more than it would be because you're home 24-7 as opposed to not being. The light bill, you're probably using lights more often because, again, you're home 24-7. And so on and so forth. Those are those bills. Let's not forget the other bills you have to pay. Car insurance bill. The car note. The health insurance bill. The life insurance. It goes on and on. And that's not counting all the little separate things you might have going on. Your furniture payments or uh, the payments you got to pay the people that did the windows or whatever the case may be. These are all bills that you had to pay. You were struggling to pay them to begin with before this epidemic happened. So you get money. And it may be a little bit extra. I say on average, most people... At the most got a couple hundred extra if it was the case than what they would normally get but some people it's actually a pay cut in my case it pretty much kind of breaks even I was doing okay but keep in mind my job is not back online to a full extent and my other job is not back online at all so I'm faced with the dilemma okay if they cut the $600 from the unemployment benefit. How do I make do with the 362 here in Michigan? That leaves me, of course, the couple options. One, do what I can. Or two, go back into the job market. Now, let's talk about that for a minute. We're being encouraged to go back to work. Go back to work. It's okay. We're going to put safety measures together. And we will get through it. We know that uh, in the end, there's not enough testing. If you try to get tested, you know it's a struggle to get a place to get tested. And then you may, like some of these people are today, waiting in line for hours and hours just to get the test. And then when you get the test, it takes days and in some cases weeks to find out the results. So if you are sick, by the time you find out, it might be too late. A couple of people's cases have been according to the, the news reports. But nonetheless, that is that issue. And then, of course, bearing on whatever state you're in and whatever mandates they have in terms of PPE and social distancing and what have you, you have to contend with that. In some states, it's very, very lax. And there is no real restriction. In some states, it's been mandated and made pretty much law that you need to wear a mask in public places you need to social distance you can only open to a certain capacity if you can open at all 
Because keep in mind, several states in the last couple weeks have had to shut places back down because of the amounts of people getting sick still and the amount of people dying. So, yeah, some people actually came off unemployment and went back to work only to have to go back on unemployment again. So, based on some of the numbers I've heard in the news reports, we're looking at 25 million people plus right now that's still unemployed. And their jobs are not coming back online. Which leads me to my next issue. Why should you press a person to go back to a job whose only reason for it not being available right now is because of the pandemic? You are putting that person in a position to where they have to work any piece of job just to survive and then wait until their job once again becomes available because the assumption is at some point we'll get the vaccine and everything will get close back to normal and after working 10 20 whatever how many years you worked at your job don't you think you would still want to go back to your job as opposed to whatever job you were forced to take because you weren't being provided for by the government of which you paid your hard-earned tax dollars and had to pay into the system only for the system to tell you you're not worthy of getting what we could do for you that you getting over you make it too much now we looking out too much it's the reason that the system set it up the way it did that we're in this predicament look at some of these other countries around us canada our neighbor to the north they have more than made up for people and the pandemic they have universal health care they've made their stimulus packages they've made them last for months and made positions to the end of the year canada is considerably smaller than us in terms of population but yet when you look at how they've done during the pandemic we've had over almost 130,000 people die they don't even have that many cases it's not even that many people that have been tested that have been proven positive to have COVID. We've had that many people die. Think about that for a minute. But anyway, is it fair for you to say, okay, we're not going to provide the $600 a week for you anymore, even though, yes, we can. There's a way to work all that out. We've worked it out this long, but it's not going to happen because you're getting over on the system. You need to get back to work and get into this environment. An environment that is still not fully safe and won't be safe because one people refuse to wear the ppe and it's been said by several different people now that if at least 90 to 95 percent of us would wear the ppe we probably can slow down the growth of the virus significantly in four to six weeks but of course people won't listen to reason you're taking my freedom away i have the right to wear my mask and not wear my mask and do as i please that's a whole nother subject. Let's not go there. But anyway, let's just say, yeah, you're going to listen to the good old leader and go on and get back to work because you don't want to be a burden on the system. You don't want to have to worry about that $600. Let's get back to work. We've already talked about what minimum wage is. Yeah, I'm sure you go to a job and you don't get exactly that, but you probably get close to it at certain jobs because let's look at some of the main jobs that's considered available right now, shall we? Of course, there's good old Amazon. 
Amazon needs workers real bad considering that we're all not going to the stores and ordering our stuff through Amazon. So yeah, we can go there and yeah, we know Amazon's paying $15 an hour. We know that's the average that they pay. And they're probably even paying more than that during the pandemic because they need workers really bad, particularly on certain shifts, I imagine. But think about it. Amazon Warehouse. Probably good 5,000 people work there. Yeah, they have these safety measures in order. How safe are they? Are they getting cases of COVID still? You know they are. Are people still going home and taking that COVID to other people and getting the household sick? You know that's going to happen. But no, you can't live in fear. You can't uh, say these things. There's no way to make it 100% safe right now because we don't understand what we don't understand. Exactly. So you going to a place like this to work is putting yourself in jeopardy. And you're supposed to do that because you have no other alternative. It's either do that or starve, right? You ain't got to work at Amazon, though. You can work at Walmart, Target, Kroger. Perhaps you want to work at some of the meatpacking places. We know it's been a shortage on people doing the meatpacking work at the Tysons and the uh, Smithfields of the world. But, of course, we also know about the outbreaks they've had and how they had to shut down several of these plants because of the outbreaks. The more people work there, the more likely that, even with the use of PPE and whatnot, the outbreaks occur. Keep in mind, if we fully open the economy and unleash the 331 million of us back out into the world to crowd things and uh, make it unable to be social distanced because all these places are fully back and running, functioning, of course, if it's this much of a problem with the pandemic now and all the positive cases. Imagine how many more positive cases we would have at this point if everybody was just out here doing what the good old leader would like you to do. So then we not only need $600 measures, we have to figure out, again, ways to bury people, ways to uh, open up places to be hospitals because people are getting even more sick and flooding the system all over again we're supposed to have people go back to work and go back to doing sports and whatnot and filling up a hundred thousand seat stadiums and uh having uh all types of concerts or whatnot with thousands of people at a time knowing that most of the spread is being caused by people being in enclosed indoor spaces or large crowds of people gathering together and spreading the virus to each other. A virus would, I still must add, we don't have a full understanding thereof. $600 is not really a lot of money when it's a case of life and death. Most of the people that's unemployed still need that money. Hell, they probably need even more than that because they're still with people getting $600, the possibility that once you cut all that off and you open back floodgates, people are behind on their rent for months at a time, cardinals, what have you, they start losing these things, you create an even bigger problem than you were solving. If $600 is keeping things modified and keeping it to where we still stay afloat, doesn't it only make sense that we keep doing it? In fact, maybe even looking to giving a little more. These are things that we have entrusted our Congress 
to look out for in our best interest. Because remember, they are elected officials. We elected them to represent our point of view and what we need. You mean to tell me that it's okay for 25 million people just to go back to having nothing or being even worse off than they already are by taking the 600 that might just be keeping them afloat? You're going to penalize the majority for the minority of people that's getting over on the system and basically claim unemployment and do not need it. You're going to penalize us for like the one young lady that they're talking about here in Michigan that has embezzled over $2 million from the unemployment agency and giving it to who knows what. No, you cannot penalize that amount of people for people misusing the system because ultimately the 600 is needed and even more we're not even talking about the small businesses that can't come back online or the people that uh are taking care of our kids or schools and whatnot perhaps we'll discuss that on another episode soon but these people still need to live and it's not fair for you to basically have them go work basic job a b or c when they have a job and the only reason they can't work the job is because of the pandemic we need to come together and work together on this more than we have been and if six hundred dollars is one way to do that then by golly we need to keep giving it because in the end this is something that we're still working out day to day one of the best things I feel we have done in terms of helping all is giving the $600 extra unemployment. It has helped people live. It has made it to where things are not dire straits as it still is in certain households, even with getting the $600. So those are the people we should think about. Think about who really needs the money. Don't worry about the people that's getting over on the system because in the end, more times than not, the system will catch up with them. So the $600 question is, should we continue to do that? I think we should. So that being said, this is another episode of Get Off My Line. Thank you all for listening and your comments and all the uh, good vibes you've been giving me in terms of the content. I appreciate it. Uh, as always, continue to educate yourself on what's going on. Uh, don't take my word for status quo and gospel look these things up yourself come to your own conclusions but bottom line is be mindful things are going on and don't be blind to them learn from what's going on here have a good one